Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What's a little revenge among family? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, keep using my email, have fun getting important information. I have a very generic email address. First initial, last name, basic domain. I've had this email address for probably a decade. I use it for everything. And for the last five years, so has someone else. It started with random emails here and there until they started getting more frequent and addressed to the sky. I finally hunted the guy down on social media after an email about a job had his information. He apologized and explained our email was very similar, but his had two numbers after it. I let it slide and it slowed down a bit, and if I got a random email, I'd forward it on to him, but then it picked back up. At one point, I even got the documents for a closing of his house. It had all his personal information, social security number, bank info, everything. I did notify the lending company and they removed me from seeing the document, but I finally had enough. I stopped forwarding his emails. I've received tons over the last few years. Job interview? Bummer you missed it. Oh, you got a new job and this is your schedule? Have fun clocking in late. Receipts of payments? Oops, that's going to the trash. Reminder of car maintenance? Hope your car breaks down. Oh, and I also signed him up for numerous dating apps, adult entertainment sites, magazine subscriptions, and even a baby countdown. And it's still going on after almost six years, but this is my email address, and I refuse to let him have it. I just don't understand how dumb you can be to continuously use the wrong email. I just feel like you have to be willfully ignorant to somehow make the mistake of constantly putting the wrong email on there. Unless countless people are selling you short by not including the two numbers if you're trying to tell them that's your email. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Roommate Who Never Washes Dishes, Ate From Unwashed Dishes. I used to rent the smallest room in a house, only for ladies, near my university with other room renters. There were three rooms. We share a kitchen and a common room. I was the last person to fill that room occupancy, and was glad because the rent was low, there was no curfew that would mess with my part-time job, unlike the university dorms where I used to stay, and the other renters seemed really nice. A couple of nurses who rented a larger room were extremely friendly but weren't around often because of their shifts. The biggest room housed three university students. They were as friendly and seemed like fun, easygoing people, but clearly not the best housemates or else I wouldn't have this story. When I first got there, I noticed how the sink was dirty and full of unwashed dishes, so I naively washed everything, even deep cleaned the sink as it was covered with mold and grime. Everyone appreciated what I did. I told them how I like washing dishes since I hate how cockroaches become attracted to leftover food. Big mistake. I religiously took the task of washing dishes for a couple of days. Yes, including the students' dirty plates and all. They kept joking on how thankful they were for having an eager dishwasher. I meekly told them that this is only temporary. They have to wash their own next time. But they never did. They were also slobs in the common room, but they eventually cleaned their crap. They almost never washed their kitchen stuff, though. The amount of paper plates and takeout containers they dump on the trash were far too much. 
The nurses were never a problem because they often eat out and clean up their own crap whenever they're around. After the first few days, I got tired of washing dishes that don't belong to me, so I just washed my own. Their dishes began piling up, and they began using my own utensils and don't wash them either. I just quietly washed my stuff and kept them in my room. I stayed in my room most of the time, but I have to prepare and cook my own food to save money. I clean my own mess and ignore theirs. But then lots of critters came to feast. I broke and begin deep cleaning the kitchen again because I can't stand the cockroaches. It was this vicious cycle of me ignoring their mess and me breaking to clean everything up. I'm the youngest and the shyest of the bunch, so I just silently seethed. Even the nurses began complaining and started talking to them whenever they encounter the mess. They never listen. They depended on me cleaning up their crap. I should have asked them to pay me in hindsight. I plan to move the next semester because of this, but I still have a couple of months left before I could. I was so enraged one day when the mess became unbearable. I have bad anxiety when it comes to confrontations, so I sucked it up and began thinking of this petty thing I'm about to do to this mess. The plates were encrusted with mold and hardened rice that I had to soak in hot water to make them easier to clean. The hot water also helped kill the maggots having a party on their leftover food. I rinsed all the dirty, rotting stuff away. I used no soap. I then arranged them neatly in the wash basin. I purposely forgot to tell them that their dishes were rinsed, but soap has never graced their surfaces. It gave me satisfaction to see them actually use their still dirty utensils, like eat food from off it. They assumed I cleaned them. The hot water may have helped rinse all the visible grime away, but does that make a dish clean? And they never realized why I didn't put them on the dish rack. The wash basin was a clue. Did they not smell them? Are their standard for clean dishes so low that it never dawned on them that I never fully washed their dishes? To this day, I still wonder. I kept on doing this for weeks, hoping they've started to catch on and start properly washing the plates themselves. But they remained on that wash basin. They were clueless and kept using dirty dishes for eating. Until one of them who ate a late dinner noticed me doing this, even commented how I forgot to completely wash the rest of the dishes when I started to bring my clean plates into my room. I innocently mentioned, I do this all the time. Isn't it nice to have somebody pre-rinse your plates so it'll be easier for you to wash later? I still remember how her smile slowly disappeared and how her eyes became big. I then turned to go to my room before she could say anything. I was kind of nervous how they would react, but I rarely saw them as they all collectively began to ignore me and began eating out after that. Maybe they were too ashamed to face me? I wouldn't know because they too, I realized, were thankfully not confrontational. But it was awkward living in that house for the rest of my stay. I wasn't too worried on how to deal with them further as I've successfully applied for the dorms and moved out sooner. I quit my part-time job, so no curfew worries anymore. The dorms were significantly cheaper than renting outside campus, and we had a cafeteria where we ate our prepaid meals. No more dishwashing and sink cleaning for the rest of that school year. Obviously, OP was mainly doing this, I'm assuming, because it was a satisfying form of revenge. Because let's be real, they didn't even deserve this pre-soak. Even if OP was already doing it anyways and it's easy enough... I guess in reality, not only is it great revenge, but it also does the bare minimum to keep the critters away. Our next story is, fine, don't make tea. 
but you'll lose the game. Short and simple story, there's a guy who works at my place who is 50% in the office, 50% out in the factory, about the same split as myself, give or take. When we're in the office, we take turns to make everyone a coffee or tea, British, obviously, and he always goes to the kettle and makes himself a hot drink. Nobody else. We get on well, but he can be a right idiot, and I started calling him out on never making tea for me, but I always make him coffee. He brushed it aside every time. Two weeks ago, I took an A5 piece of paper and pinned it to the board behind my desk and drew two lines across it. Two columns. Me and Danny, fake name. Every time I make him a drink, I'll give myself a point. And every time he makes me one, I'll give him a point. When he came into the office and saw it, he was instantly annoyed. I was 1-0 up before he even noticed I'd put it up, and he was not pleased. Since then, he's been constantly making me cups of tea and coffee and rubbing it in my face that he's beating me on points. I'm pretending to care about losing whilst getting an endless stream of hot drinks made for me. It's like having a secretary at work since I put this chart up. I don't think he has any idea that I'm the one winning here. 100%. This is like the exact thing you get told to do for your kid to encourage them to finally get the chores done. One of those things where you put up this chart and say, well, we're going to compete and I bet I can earn more points completing more chores than you can. And then you just hope the kid falls for it and cleans the entire house and racks up 20 points to your one and you love that they can rub it in your face, gloat all you want, kid. I'm gonna go Oscar-worthy acting on this one and act like I'm so dismayed at losing. Our next story goes to, Neighbor keeps ordering pizza to my address. Hello, while scrolling through the sub, I was reminded of a story that happened around five years ago, so I thought I'd share since I'm sure we've all had intrusive thoughts about doing this. I apologize for the heavily detailed context and English mistakes. I was studying in a foreign country and lived in an apartment building full of other foreign students like me. The building was divided in two, entrance A and entrance B. I'm happily minding my own life, enjoying the student dream. I had a nice relationship with everyone and was the one taking care of minor problems affecting us, like turning back on the power if it suddenly stopped, setting the building heat during winter, taking care of the communal washing machines and dryer. Time passes, some tenants left and new ones come in. One evening, someone from outside rings my apartment. I'm surprised because I'm not expecting anyone. I answer and get greeted by a basic, insert name of pizza delivery. I tell them it wasn't me and quickly figure out it's probably for the B side of the building since the apartment numbers were the same on each side. After a couple of seconds, I hear the ringing through the wall. It was an awful and loud ringing tone that would make you jump out of bed. At first I thought, oh that's funny, someone also in apartment 8 made a mistake while setting up his address, haha. The thing is, it kept happening once, twice a week, sometimes even more. At any time from lunch to midnight I would get startled by this horrible noise. It started to get on my nerves, so I got his contact by my next door neighbor, apartment 9 of building A, who also was a piece of work, asking me to constantly borrow weed or cigarettes from me without ever paying it back. He was also using my internet while setting his own, so the pizza eater tells me he tried to tell the drivers to ring at the second door. They're both next to each other, same size, etc., but that they don't listen. I don't believe him and even proposed to translate in the local language how to find his apartment on his delivery app profile, but he declines. Same problem kept happening again and again. 
other neighbor would also often knock on my door late at night for weed, or at least one cigarette, or then lend me one euro, please. How could someone be so shameless, I thought. I also remembered about the internet, and after looking up to see how many devices are logged in on it, I discovered that multiple people were using it for at least two months. This was a drop of water that made the vase spill. I waited for the exam period, forced every device to log off my internet router, change the password, and the next time a pizza driver came to me, I took it. Two already paid large pizzas, one chicken and cream and a vegetarian. I hated it, but I forced myself to finish one and gave the other to a friend. Obviously, this didn't go unnoticed. App 9 guy kept sending me texts to get the new password. I need it for the exams, please bro. While the other spamming me, pizza thief, come out, I'll freak you up. So I did come out of the building to see a small scrawny guy fuming while walking back and forth. I think seeing how taller than him and more well built made him hesitate a bit. We actually never met before and he probably just heard from his friend that I was just a big pushover. He told me it was not cool to steal his pizza and I feigned ignorance saying I also ordered pizza and thought they were mine. He asked for a refund and I said, sure, you can ask your friend in app 9 to give you the money he owes me and I will generously forgive the rest of his debt. I took my leave after wishing him good luck for his exams with a smile and also told him to reconsider his tastes in pizza then sent a text to App9, telling him he's the biggest leech I ever met and that he should be ashamed and also to never contact or talk to me ever again. They never bothered me again, and the next deliveries magically knew where to ring afterward. Yeah, I can definitely understand this mistake happening once or twice, but when it happens multiple times, it was clear this guy did not care enough to make sure that they got the right place. Which, when you're ordering pizza and you're doing it as often as this guy is doing, you think that you would make sure that they get to the right place. Cause let's be real, fast food and especially delivery these days is not cheap. How could you be so careless to just let it go to the wrong place time and time again? You know, go out of your way to call the store up to complain if you've got to. Our next story is, use my makeup? Fine by me. Enjoy pink eye, background, my 21-year-old female, roommate, 19-year-old female, and I share a bathroom. It's pretty big. It has two sinks. There's enough space for both of us to literally live in there. So I do my makeup at my sink. She also has friends over every weekend. I'm fine with it. They're not too loud and they leave to go to bars pretty quickly. Everything's great. Here's the story. I got pink eye a few months ago. And since I do my makeup every day, I had to throw away all of my eye makeup. It broke my heart, but I missed my eyeliner. I noticed it a few weeks ago and meant to throw it out, but just haven't yet. Cut to this past weekend, my roommate had friends over and one of them used my makeup. That's cool, whatever. Except for the fact that they dug into one of my shades in a $200 palette. I was pretty upset, but then I realized that the eyeliner of mine that they used was the one I'd forgotten to throw away. I don't know which of them used it, but if pink eye stays on things like that, then I might pretty soon. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the last thing I want is a recurrent case of pink eye, but if I had countless hundreds of dollars of makeup, I don't know if I would have it in me to throw it all out rather than just, you know, give it another try and be hopeful once my pink eye subsists. This next story is, Neighbor Keeps the Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Leaving trash by door and apartment hall. In the mid-2000s, I lived in Austin in an apartment. In my building, the neighbor across the hall kept leaving his trash by his door. I know some apartments have a trash crew that comes by and picks up trash at the tenant's door, but this was not one of those communities. Luckily, our dumpster was very close to our building and it's really no big deal to take it out. Anyway, said neighbor finds that too difficult and leaves his trash out, sometimes for days. It's hot in Austin and trash smells and I found it disgusting. This continues for a few weeks as I give it time to appear as a pattern, not a one-off event. I'm also not the type to complain to management to contact the offending neighbor. Leaving trash out is self-evidently stupid and lazy. Punishment for such laziness is not a verbal warning in my opinion. Something stronger is needed. So after about week three of this nonsense, I just started slicing the bottom of all his trash bags he left out. When the bag would be picked up, all the trash would spill out. It didn't take long for that problem to go away. Yeah, if you're going to live in some kind of close-knit space, unless everybody else is already that level of trashy leaving stuff out all the time, you're going to make some clear opposite of friends very quickly. I mean, do you really want to be known as the guy who's so lazy that you turn into the trash guy? Our next story is, I have more balls than a eunuch. My best friend often can't stand me listening to my wife too much. He believes that a man should always have the last word in a relationship. My thinking is that in a relationship, we can both make decisions. He then says hurtful things like, I'm a eunuch, a man with no balls. Recently, I found out that my friend is infertile. He's always made it seem like the problem is with his girlfriend. When I bring it up, he tries to avoid the subject. So, it's okay to put me down, but not okay when it comes to yourself. The other day, I had enough and told him who exactly is a eunuch. At least I have a seven-year-old son. If there's the definition of hitting somebody where it hurts, this would be one on multiple levels. Our next story is the neighbors versus the bucket woman's bin curfew. I first mentioned this as a comment, but thought it deserved a wider airing. It's the story of how our street enacts petty revenge on the bucket woman for her bin curfew. 9am sharp on the morning of collection. I live next door to an empty property. But the Bucket Woman, named for her spiritual resemblance to Hyacinth Bucket, visits a lot to keep an eye on the place and to make it look occupied, we think. In fact, she does such a good job, she might as well live there. My 15-year-old son suspects she does live there, hanging upside down from one of the rafters. One of Buckety's fixations is the rubbish bins. She believes the rubbish bins should be brought in by 9am on the morning of collection, otherwise it makes the street look messy. She's been known to passive-aggressively blockade driveways with empty bins, and even kicked one of our bins over when my partner Martin wasn't quick enough to bring it in for her liking. This is a constant source of friction in the street. People work outside the home, they do shifts, 
or they're slackers like us with zero civic pride and other priorities. Our council supplies four bins. The general household waste is collected weekly. The green waste and paper recycling are collected fortnightly on alternate weeks and the glass recycling once a month. So your average household will put out two or three bins for collection usually, not all four. Except Buckety puts out all four bins every week and then brings them in again in the following morning at 9 a.m. sharp. Each week, she puts out four empty bins and brings four empty bins in. So she thinks. Now, one of the fun activities in Australian suburbia is looking for extra bin space. Just before bedtime, you'll often see your neighbors coming out in their PJs and slippers in the dark, carrying bags of rubbish or recycling they don't have room for in their own bins. They scurry from bin to bin looking for a bin with a bit of room to toss that last bit of rubbish in. Only the neighbors in our street know where there are four empty bins. And since the household waste is usually emptied before the 9am bin curfew, Anyone looking for a bit of extra bin space knows there's some in Bucket Woman's bin. It gets emptied before she arrives the next morning and she's none the wiser. On nice nights, so I hear, her bin even becomes a bit of a social gathering place. I have to admit, with recent delays in rubbish collection across the city, there was an air of nervousness in the street, and we thought we might get sprung. But our good luck held, the household waste was collected as usual, and the bucket woman still hasn't realized her neighbors retaliate against her bin regime by using her bin when she's not looking. I mean, if anything, I think this is just resourceful and using what's there. I mean, obviously, you probably shouldn't go dumping some horrendous trash in there like just loose baby diapers that's going to leave a stain and totally soil this bin. But considering they're always put out empty and the people come along and I'm assuming have to check it, those who empty the trash... I think you're just doing a resourceful favor. Make a point to the labor they're doing checking those bins. Our next story is, exclude me from a class project? Enjoy public humiliation. For context, this took place in rural South Australia in 1998. I'm a 36-year-old woman. When I was 11 years old and in year 5, my class was split into groups for drama projects. I was in a group with 5 other girls, girls who I wasn't really friends with, the girls decided to exclude me and prepare to dance to Stop by the Spice Girls. I didn't hear about anything more about the project until the day of presentations. I didn't actually know what they were planning to do, but I did know that I was excluded. While they were heading up to the stage, my friends were pestering me to join them on stage because if I didn't participate, I would get into trouble. I went on stage and got side eyes from all of the other girls on stage. The music started and they started to dance. I watched and joined in. Then when I didn't know what other dance moves were in the song, I made up some of my own. Cue penguin walking, swimming moves, and all manner of 11-year-old nonsense until the song finished. Not gonna lie, I legitimately stole the show. I don't remember if they continued to dance or even if the performance was allowed to continue in the end. I don't know how they were punished, but I do know that they were in big trouble. To those girls who excluded me, I hope you learned your lesson not to underestimate the quiet kid. See, what I want to understand is why did they feel the need to exclude the quiet kid? Did they just think they were not cool enough to be a part of it because, hey, penguin walking and swimming moves? The kid sounded cool enough to me. Our next story is, play stupid eBay games, win nothing. I was looking for something for my husband for our upcoming wedding anniversary, six years, iron. 
I found something with three listings for an almost identical item. The cheapest was a sale price of $23.09, buy it now, from $34.99, with $10.25 shipping. They also had a make an offer. I decided it couldn't hurt and made an offer of $20. Seller declined and immediately took down the listing so I couldn't even buy it at the sale price and relisted for full price. Okay, fine. Next one was a sale price for $21.75, buy it now, from $30, with $14.60 shipping. A couple of dollars more than if I just bought the other one at the buy it now price, but didn't think the seller would be so petty and immediately unlist the item. They also had a make an offer option. I offered $20 to the second seller, they accepted, and I paid within 10 minutes of putting in the offer. Not even 5 minutes after buying the item from the second seller, the first seller sends me an offer for the item with a price of $32. I declined and sent them a message stating I just bought one for $20. I would have paid the original $23 sale price after they declined my offer if they hadn't immediately taken it down and relisted to play games. Have a nice day. Honestly, I think OP was even maybe a little bit more polite than they even needed to be. If I feel like I were in that situation, obviously I would be feeling my oats and being like, no, save your time, I went and bought it from somebody who doesn't play games. But I know I would be sitting there for 5-10 minutes just trying to find the right words to not necessarily come off as a total jerk, but still hit them right in the feels. Some kind of, you were so focused on trying to extract every dollar from me that you totally lost your sale. Good luck trying to sell it. Our next story is, what's a little revenge among family? Just happened and had to post. For some background, when I was little, I was one of those prissy kids who would tattle. I'm not proud and I'm grateful I grew out of it. Anyway, back when I was about five, my grandma was brushing my hair when she dropped the brush, muttering, shoot. Apparently, I misheard and informed her in no uncertain terms that my mother would not appreciate you using that language around me. Grandma's been eating out on that story for over 30 years. Yes, it's as mortifying as it sounds. Yesterday, I got my payback. My mom was talking about something and using the word frickin' for emphasis and grandma called her on it. She made a joke about washing mom's mouth out with soap. Mind you, she's almost 90 and mom's in her 60s and teased her about using inappropriate language. Mom argued back that she said frick, which is not a curse. Grandma countered that it was a stand-in for the curse and everyone knows what she meant, so it was just as bad. I saw my chance. So grandma... If the stand-in for a curse is as bad as the curse, that means I was right to chide you for saying shoot when I was a kid. The look on grandma's face when she realized she had no defense? Priceless. I'm just saying, over 90 years old? Pretty good mind going on for grandma. Honestly, she sounds like a gem to me. This next story is, Boss caused me to lose a management position through a mass redundancy. I was able to return the favor. I held the position as a manager in a retail store of a telco company a while ago. I had previously been a store consultant that got promoted up, so I had experience both of what it was like to be backed by a manager and walked over by others. I knew I wanted to be a manager that backed his staff, so that is what I did. However, my boss was one who would happily throw the staff under the bus and cave to most customer demands if they got even a little upset. Due to our differences of opinion, I didn't last very long in that position. 
A redundancy was announced for all management, and my boss kept her job but used the chance to get rid of me, ended up back as general staff. I was pretty ticked off about it and nearly threw my career away with the company with poor performance as I stopped caring about it. I held on as I was a system expert and was frequently consulted on how to fix issues that arose. Happened on a daily basis. Life moved on and bounced to a few different stores within the company and started a new relationship that made me want to start caring about being able to provide again. Luck had me land a second mint in a new position which was out of retail. COVID lockdowns were good to me, only reason the opportunity existed. Managed to perform well in that and get some good contracts and a glowing recommendation from a very senior executive that then helped me apply for and get a permanent position for the company's call center development and process team. Got my revenge when my team was rolling out a pilot for a new process that would see our call center and retail channels working closely together was forecasted some pretty large sales and time benefits. Pretty much every store wanted to be a part of it and I was the one who got to pick which retail stores which would be due to my background of coming from retail. When the meeting was being held to discuss this and it was thrown over to me to ask the store managers to submit their interest in participating, I saw my old boss notice me and then see how disheartened she looked and knowing it was up to me. Unsurprisingly, I chose not to select her store. I did pick most of the ones around her though, which saw their performance improve considerably, while hers didn't. Not long ago, I learned that the store got closed and she got made redundant due to the store underperforming compared to others in the area. As the company decides to close some stores to reduce expenses, as a lot of customer interactions had started moving to digital platforms. It just highlights how when you're working in an industry that is a very specific industry, you can treat somebody lower on the totem pole than you badly, but you never know, they might very well become your boss one day. Our next story is, I've been playing specific music to pee off my roommate's friend. My roommate bestie is a bigot, not a, oops, I said something offensive and didn't know, I'll learn from this, person, but a straight up bigot. While I was in the bathroom and my roommate was in the hallway, I overheard her tell my roommate on FaceTime, call her racist or whatever, but she doesn't like Jews and she doesn't like Israelis. Before anyone replies, I don't like the IDF either and Israel is guilty of some horrific things, that's not what this post is about. She said she hated Jews, who the majority of have nothing to do with the IDF and can't control the war anymore, then you can control the army in your country and Israelis including those who have moved out of Israel to avoid joining the IDF. Jewish makes up both a religion and several ethnic groups that spread across the globe. Anyway, my roommate just mentioned that it was how people are raised, and I, who is Jewish, am not a bad person. Now, whenever that friend comes over, I blast Prince of Egypt, including heavy metal covers, and Fiddler on the Roof. If you're going to come over to my apartment, you're going to have to hear The Plagues in at least three different verses since you want to talk smack about something I have zero control over. To be honest, it's a subject I honestly don't have much first-hand experience of, but I just do feel like it says a lot about a person if they're willing to just categorize entire giant groups of people like that and willingly hand wave saying, yeah, I hate them, I don't like them at all. There's definitely some kind of major disconnect going on there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. 
Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.